Hello. Okay. So, welcome. It's me. Uh, I'm currently sitting in the bathroom of on the floor on the floor of the bathroom of my apartment. Um, because this has like really bright lighting. It kind of reminds me of hospital lighting, which is a little bit unsettling. I kind of wanted to like change it to warm lighting, but I'm moving out anyways. So I don't really think that matters. I have like literally no time left here in this apartment, which is, so it's not worth it. But anyways, welcome. You made it to my apartment. This is so ghetto. I'm so sorry. I'm using literally my phone and like this mic. I like have been wanting to start a podcast for so long. I started it like I did a couple episodes a month, like a couple months ago with friends and it was really fun. But I feel like this would be such a good like, um, what's it called? Like those boxes that you put in, like you put all these memories in and then you bury it. And then like 10 years later, like you un like gravel it and whatever, you know what I mean? Like the time, time boxes, whatever. Um, but yeah. I don't really know what this is gonna be. I think I'm just gonna like talk about stuff that I want to talk about because I have a lot of thoughts in my mind that like constantly go throughout my brain throughout the day. Like granted that happens to everyone, but my mind is just special is what I tell myself. Um, so you know what? I was waking up this morning to go to work and I was just like, hmm. I'm in my early 20s. Like, so many life experiences are happening to me right now. I was thinking a lot about, like, my ethnicity and, like, how I navigate through the world because of my ethnicity. So, I am half Chinese and half Ecuadorian. I don't know. I just feel like I've gone through such, like, a journey with, like, my ethnic identity and, like, how I present myself to the world. Anyways, my dad is Chinese. He grew up in Hong... Well, he didn't grow up in Hong Kong. He was born in Hong Kong. And then he came to the U.S. when he was like 11 with my grandma because they were fleeing the communists that were taking over China at the time. Um, and they came here to New York City, to New York, and he grew up in Queens. Um from the age of 11 all the way to adulthood. And then my mom, she grew up in Ecuador all of her life. And she only came to the United States when she married my dad because they met, I don't know what my dad was doing, but like he just decided to go to Ecuador one day because um, he had been like studying, studying, learning salsa here in New York because he was just like, I just needed a hobby and he like picked it up and then was like, I should learn Spanish and decided to go to Ecuador. And then he met my mom, my mom there. Um, and then they hated each other. <laughs> they were apparently like, my dad was like, this bitch is crazy. Um, and my, my, they're just like very, just literally like think of two people and the complete opposites, like grew up from in completely different environments, express themselves in completely different ways like my dad is very like stoic and like doesn't really express his emotions which is not great he's gotten a lot better um and my mom is the opposite like she's just very like animated and just like talks a lot and like very hot-headed um 
unstereotypical. I'm sorry, mom. Um, just very, like, in your face, you know? All my dad said, all my mom and dad said is that they were, like, really attracted to each other. And, like, they were, like, oh, like, mm. like, whatever. And then they would just, like, it got toxic, apparently. Like, they just, just, they just fight all the time. Um, and then my dad came back to the U.S. and was, like, never speaking to you again. Um, regardless, he had a change of heart and then, like, called her, like, I think, like, six months later. And she was, like being petty about it. And she was like, who is this? I don't remember who you are. Whatever. They got married and now they're happy. And then they had me and my sister. But just like looking at the dynamic of my mom and dad, I'm like, there's no way in hell. Like how, like how do these two people just like, you know what I mean? Like, anyways, I'm getting off topic, but yeah, my mom met my dad. And then after they got back together and then they got married there because none of her family could come to the U.S., because they didn't have papers, so they got married there, and then my mom moved with my dad to Massachusetts, which is where I grew up. Speaking of Massachusetts, um, yeah, so uh, the gr the town that I grew up in was just so white, <laughs> is the best way to put it, literally. Like, the, the way I can describe it is, like, this is my town, and this was, like, right here, like, all the rich white people all of the rich white people and then there was us <laughs> it was like me and like some other friends and like neighbors it was all like the people of color and like the poor people i lived there and then everybody else lived on like the really nice side of town i because my town was so predominantly white you know i was just like the only like oftentimes the only person of color like in my classroom when I was younger, I looked a lot more Asian than I look now. I feel like, like when I got to college, like my, I went through like a second puberty when I got to college. I fucking like, I like got hot. Like I, I was never attractive, literally ever until I got to college. And then like my body just changed, like everything just changed. And then I was like, oh wow, I never looked like this before. I was just a scrawny, horribly awkward, just weird, like weird kid i was so fucking weird i look back and i'm like oh like uh, i can't love her though but i yeah i was uh i looked a lot more asian um i was i was very clearly mixed though and so like elementary school like you're a kid so you don't really like care i will mm, actually now that i think about it i remember in like fourth and fifth grade i started to get bullied a lot and I started to get bullied because of my eyes. Because my eyes were a lot more stereotypically Asian looking than they are now. And I would get bullied a lot for that. So I would get a lot. All of the racism that I experienced as a child and like now, like up till now, is always, always attacks my Asian side. Never my Hispanic side. Ever, never my Latin side. Ever, ever, ever. It, I've always been attacked for like my Asian half. So I was getting bullied for that a lot. And then middle school comes around and that's when kids start going through puberty. Like middle schoolers are horrible. Middle schools are mean. Um, and all I wanted to do was fit in. So I just started adopting the behaviors of the kids like around me. And I was not really in touch with my Hispanic side. Though I do remember I used to beg my mom and I would be like all the kids at school 
would have like lunchables or like apples and peanut butter and like or like ham and cheese sandwiches or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I would show up with like my mom's Ecuadorian dinner that she made last night that would like stink up the whole fucking place and I would get so I would literally get so embarrassed because I would have like a full meal and I just so I was a child like I so badly wanted to fit in and I was like mom like I don't want to bring this food to school anymore because like everyone stares at me and like I don't have a fucking ham and cheese sandwich with carrots and chips on the side like everyone else does can you start getting that for me and she was like no bitch like what are you talking about um but like I was just like uh I think I started noticing it a lot when I started having crushes on people so like I would start realizing that I didn't look like the girls around me. I was like, oh, these girls have blonde hair and blue eyes. I do not. I, I was like, something seems a little off here because all the people that I'm having crushes on are having crushes on people who don't look like me. Granted, I mean, like, that was the majority of the fucking school. Um, but... I remember I tried so hard to fit in. For some reason, at some point in my middle school career, like, the popular girls of my grade, like, adopted me into their group, and I was kind of just there. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm telling you, I was a weird fucking kid. Like, you, like, you just imagine, like, going into a middle school and seeing a classroom of kids and then seeing that weird-ass bitch in the back. That was me. That was me. Just being, like, so odd. That was me. So I'm not really sure why they started to, like, adopt me. Anyways, the, I remember that they, the, my, my town was very, like, sports. My town was very sports. Like, all the cool girls, all the cool popular girls would play soccer or lacrosse. Me, on the other hand, I had no interest in sports. I didn't give a fuck about sports. I was like, I... This does not seem fun to me. I was interested in musicals. I was doing the musicals at school. And I was the only girl in that group who was not playing sports. And so they would be like, oh, you're doing the musical. You're doing the play. Um, Dylan is not going to want to talk to you. I don't know. Like, some shit like that. Like, they would say stuff like that. And I would get so sad. I would get so embarrassed. To the point where I, at one point I stopped doing any production because I wanted to fit in so badly. I was like, okay, this shit's not cool. I'm going to not do it. I was, ugh. But as I was saying, all the cool girls, all the cool, pretty, hot, attractive girls in middle school were playing sports. So the fit that everyone would show up in, I remember this so vividly, would be like, a t-shirt like a sports t-shirt whether it be like um I almost said my town's name but like my school's name lacrosse team or my school's name soccer team or like 2012 um championships whatever you know you know what I mean that with shorts and then like knee high or like ankle high socks with sneakers or cleats and then hair up in a ponytail with um, a headband. I never played sports, so I didn't have any of these things. So do you know what I did? I had my mom take me to Marshalls, to Walmart, to buy these things so that I could dress up in these this attire that I was not even remotely connected to just so I could fit in. 
whatever. High school comes around. Oh, I got kicked out of that group because I was just not like they were just I think they were like looking at me as like a social experiment. They're like, hmm, maybe we can give this girl a makeover. I used to wear like highlight yellow. Like imagine a highlighter, like the yellow highlighter, that color pants to school. And I thought that was I was like, oh my god, I'm that bitch. Wish I could get that confidence back because I really thought I was the shit back then. Um, and just like, I don't know. And then I had no friends. It was really sad. I got bullied a lot in middle school. I remember eating my lunch in the bathroom. I remember eating my lunch in the bathroom because I didn't have anyone to sit with at lunch. So I would either eat my lunch in the bathroom or I would go to the library. I would like eat my lunch in class so that I would like be full. And so like, I wouldn't just like throw out the food. And then I would go to my school's library and then just read for like lunch period because I didn't want to like I didn't have anyone to sit with. It was so sad. I feel really bad. I remember a bunch of girls saw me walking out with my lunch bag once from the bathroom stall, and they were like, this bitch is weird. Anyways, yeah, I had no friends in middle school. It was sad. And then high school comes around, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do the musical again. I'm going to be in a play. I'm going to do this, this, and that. Whatever. That starts taking off. I start making a lot of really great friends in the theater community. And I remember I hadn't like hadn't been part of the theater community in so long. So I had asked this girl who was in my science class um, to help me prepare for like the spring musical audition. And I was like, I don't know, like I've never really done this. Like all you guys know each other. And I feel like I'm kind of just like coming in and like whatever. Like I just, and she was like, no, it's fine. Like let's go to a practice room after school and like sing me your song like sing me your 32 bar cut and I'll tell you what you can work on and I was like okay cool so then we go and then I do it and then afterwards she was like and then she was like I was like what and she was like I thought I was gonna have to lie to you bitch you're actually kind of good do you know how much of a confidence boost that gave me I walked into that audition room thinking that I was fucking Carrie Underwood who won American Idol knowing that I was gonna win the fucking American Idol championship that's how I walked into that room um And then after that, things kind of just took off. In terms of like my ethnicity throughout high school, I was just like whitewashed and it was just because I was not around anyone uh, that wasn't white. I was just constantly surrounded by white people. So that's all I really knew. Um, Mind you, like I would go home and like my mom would be playing like, latin music like spanish music or like my cousins would like send me songs and like i remember the time i loved like osuna i was listening to osuna a lot and like um romeo santos like that was my fucking guy i loved that man um but like i wouldn't like play it like in front of them because i was like embarrassed i was like oh they're gonna think i'm weird um and then i graduated Um, And then mind you, I haven't had any like boyfriends or girlfriends up up to this point because I was just, well, I wasn't really like concerned with it. Like I never really was like, I need a boyfriend. I need a girlfriend. I had like this cute little high school sweetheart my senior year. My senior year, I was just like chaotic and I just did everything. (laughs) Um, And he was really sweet. But then I broke up with him because I was like, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, And then I went to college and then college. College now happened almost five years ago for me, freshman year of college or four years ago, whatever. Um, I moved to New York City and I 
was like, oh my gosh, like my small little town compared to like this crazy city. I knew I didn't want to stay because one thing about my town is like they were all rich and white. So they kind of were just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go to school and my dad is going to, you know, get me a job. So I was, I was a huge academic in high school. I was a huge, huge, huge academic. My dad and I literally had an agreement. He was like, if you want to do these musicals, you cannot get anything below an A minus in all of your classes. Did I stick to that? Absolutely. I was not going to let that slide. I was a huge academic. I graduated with honors. I took AP classes. I did all of that. I loved school. I love school. I still love school. Um, and I graduated with a 4.7 GPA. Um, and I got a really good store, score on my ACT because I studied for that for like hours. But I went to college and all of a sudden it was just like this brand new world that I had never like experienced before of seeing so many people that weren't white. <laughs> like, <laughs> it sounds terrible to say, but I'm being serious. Like, I was just like, oh, like there's... And um, my freshman year of college was terrible. I had no friends. I was depressed. Um, but then I got out of it. Mind you, at the time, I was going through, like, my very first heartbreak. This man that I met, I was on and off with him for fucking, oh, my God. I think, like, two years, three years. I just, like, we just were, we could not let each other go. It was bad. Um, and then finally I was like, I have had enough. I'm going to college. You are never going to see me again. Thank fucking God. And um, I had just, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I had just had sex that summer before. I had had sex with my high school sweetheart and I was like, cool, this is fun. I like it. Um, I should do it again. So I did. And I, <laughs> I, um, kind of just started to experience a lot of things with men and sex and how they viewed me and I was kind of just like okay this feels kind of weird and wrong because a lot of them kind of just treated me as like this exotic thing that they had never like stuck their dick in before and they were like, wow, like, you're so gorgeous. Like, what a crazy mix. Like, and I, like, at first, like, I was a kid. I'm, I was like, oh, like, mind you, like, I just, I never really got attention from men, like, my whole life until I, I got to college. Like, I, I just didn't. I never got attention from men. I never sought it out. I was, it kind of always just like, once I got to college, it kind of just happened. And I was like, oh, I just had a lot of like experience with men just like really just objectifying me. And I didn't know like what that was at the time because I had not had much experience with relationships or love or just like casual hookups like I just I didn't know what I was doing I was kind of just there like maybe like like oh here there's the text like me literally doing my homework like late at night and then be like what are you doing and I'd be like all right it's time to go and I would go um or they would come and like I oh my god I will never forget this. 
to the day that I die, the day that I die, this is a fucking core memory for me. I remember I had been hooking up with this guy for a couple of months. We were just hooking up with each other. We weren't over our exes. Um, but I, we were, we would hook up and like, it was fine. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> or I would sleep over, whatever the case may be. And I remember one time he had come over to my place and we did the deed and I was like, Hey, I'm kind of hungry. Like, do you want to go get food? And he was like, yeah, sure. And as I was literally putting on my underwear, putting on my shirt, fixing my hair, I was looking at myself in the mirror, you're the mirror, and he comes up behind me and he goes, you know, I've never fucked a pretty Asian before. I was in shock. I, I did not know how to react to that. I was kind of just like, there's no way that this man just said this to me. What, what is a pretty Asian? Like, what does that entail? There's so many pretty Asians. There's so many pretty people. Like, I didn't even, I was so shocked uh, at the audacity (laughs) for this man to say that. It was like, I was just, I didn't even know what to do. I don't even remember what I said. I think I was just like, I think I said, thank you. Like, I was just in shock of like what this man had just said to me. And I was, it it just really stuck with me for a long time because I was like, I, like that's I don't know if that's a compliment if I should take that as a compliment I look back now I'm like that's not really a that's not a compliment um if anything you should have just been like you are very pretty and I would have been like thanks you know like that's a perfect uh compliment we can just leave it at that you know we don't have to bring race into this but yeah I had to I continue to have experiences with other people and I'm I don't know it kind of just stuck with me in the sense of like okay like do these people see me as like a human or like do they kind of just see me as like this really interesting like exotic thing like new character unlocked in the game of like oh my god I've never you know like fucked this type of human being before I don't know and I felt that even in well okay I've never been in an like actual relationship I would say like I have but every time I've done that I've always kind of just been like I actually didn't want to do this in the first place um or I, I did it with people that I unfortunately didn't have the same feelings for um but any, like any, I, let's say meaningful connection that I've had with a person, a, a situationship, I've had two, I would say up to this point in my life, meaningful situationships, um, both have ended horribly, <laughs> um, as they usually do. Um, but even in my actual relationships and my situationships or any meaningful connection that I've had with a person, um, that I've been intimate with. Uh, either physically or emotionally or both I've always kind of just had this like thought in my head of like okay do you like I wonder like what do you think like what I wonder how do you how do you see me like it's just like and even with like meaningless hookups like casual sex we all have plenty of casual sex in our lives um and I've you know not really ever been a fan of it um I just kind of was just like I feel very objectified I guess is the way of of putting it but um 
it's just like weird to me. I don't know. I think about how like if I were to ever have, you know, want to have kids one day, which I most likely do not. I'm very firm with that. Everyone who tells me, everyone tells me they're like, oh, you could change your mind. Like I'm really, really certain that I don't want children because I just, I don't see myself being a mom. Like I just, I don't want to be a mom. Like I have so many goals and aspirations in life. I just don't, I think it would be irresponsible of me to start a family with what I want to do. Um, and if let's say, let's say, okay, let's entertain the thought. Let's say that I do want to have children that would be in like 10 to 15 years. Okay. In 10 years, I'll be 32. I'll be 30 in eight years. Um, 15 years from now, I will be 37. And so I have plenty of time. I have eight years until I'm 30 to decide maybe I want kids. Maybe I don't, but I kind of always think like, you know, part of the reason I don't really want to have kids is because I don't want them to experience this. It's like the partner whoever I presumably would have children with like are they also understanding what you know tribulations that their children their child might go through being mixed but yeah I don't know if it's it's always it's been such an interesting journey for me even in this past year even in the past two years and I'm sure in the next year I'll you know think about a lot of things regarding my identity and like um whatever my how I perceived or how I present myself in the world. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I don't know. I think in the next, if I ever get into a relationship, which I'm sure I will in the future, I hope that the person that I pick is intelligent, like emotionally intelligent enough to kind of understand this perspective of like because relationships are hard work like you're really you're you're coming into this union with someone and kind of giving them access to all these intimate and vulnerable parts that really none of your friends and family get I mean like they do but not to that level um and kind of giving them the responsibility of like okay hope you don't do anything to like rock my world in a bad way um But just like, yeah, I just, like I said, I've never, this is like the first time in my life that I would say that like, I mean, these past couple of years that I would say I'm like really exploring this and like thinking about how I'm, I don't know, being actually noticed by like men and women and like, and having sex, like having really great sex, having really terrible sex, having meaningless sex, having really meaningful sex like you know what I mean like I'm just experiencing all these things for the first time um I never I never sought out relationships I never sought out like I would have crushes in like school but I never really did anything about them it was kind of just nice to think about like from afar and like if people did approach me I was like get away from me I'm still kind of like that now I yeah I'm still kind of like that now. All the meaningful experiences in relationships or situationships, whatever, meaningful, let's call it meaningful experiences. All the meaningful experiences that I've had with people have always just come to me. I never seek them out because I don't want to. Um, I just fucking hate the idea of like hopping on a dating app and like mindlessly swiping through people's photos and just determining 
whether you want to give them a chance based on a picture of their face. Like, I just think that's so, I don't know. I don't like it. I was on a dating app for like a week once when I was a freshman in college because I was a freshman in college and I went on a date with this guy and it was terrible. And then he tried to kiss me and I was like, I've known you for like 45 minutes. I please get away from me. Um, and the prospect of like asking me out or like, or like meeting someone through social media. I hate it. I hate it. I can't, I could never, I listen, if that's, you know what? I'm sure so many people have found soulmates like that. I can't, I can't. Anytime anyone swipes up on my story or like a picture of me or like follows me or I'm just like, I don't want you. Like, I don't know you. You're a 26 year old man from Mississippi. Like, I don't know who you are. (laughs) I don't know you. Or you're a fucking 32 year old from Florida. I don't know who you are. I don't want to talk to you. Even in real life, I'm like that. If I'm out with my friends and I'm at a bar or I'm at a club and then men will approach me and I'm like, I don't, please get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? What I'm basically trying to say is that all the meaningful connections that I've had in my life have just naturally and organically come to me, whether I just meet them somewhere or like it's through mutual friends you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't look for it. I, I think that's honestly the best way to do it. I think if you're looking for it, you kind of just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just being really judgmental. That's like kind of mean. I'm sorry. Um, but that's been my experience and that's how I will continue to live my romantic life. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's basically it. I, I'm going to take a shower now. I have to call my mommy because I haven't called her today. I call my parents every day. And let's end this off. You know what? We're going to end each episode with a little piece of advice. You know what? I really am excited to do this because I feel like when I'm 30 in like eight years, which is horrifying to think about, I feel old already. The, 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 The idea of me turning 23 next year is like, sickening. I'm like, send me to a nursing home already, please. I'm just saying, is this a cute time capsule? That's the word, time capsule. This is going to be a really cute time capsule to look back on. My next podcast video, both, will not be in these, well, actually, maybe it might be, I think it will be, maybe in the next couple, will not, won't be in like these like bright, horrible lights, um, because I'm moving back to my old apartment, which is so wonderful again of how everything always works out I didn't want to leave that place that place felt like home to me like that was the first apartment that I felt like home like I loved that place and it turns out things always work out my piece of advice for this episode that I'm going to leave you on is in the end everything turns out okay And if it's not okay, then it's not the end. Um, And I'm living, breathing proof of that. Things always work out. Always, always, always. So many exciting transitions in my life. So many new experiences, new people I'm going to meet, new job um, that I can finally be creative in. I'm just a 22-year-old girl just figuring it out. (laughs) I'm just figuring it out. Okay, I need to take a shower. I had really good Chinese food really good Chinese food. I only like eating Hong Kong style food because that's where my dad's from. I'm gonna have peppermint tea now. Gonna take a shower, probably call my mommy, 
call my friends, maybe watch a little movie. I have work tomorrow. Fuck, I can't wait to leave this job. Um, that's it. I love you. Whoever's watching, yes, you. I love you because you watched this. Goodbye.